Tony is looking now at his notes in the Bible as we get ready to start the Methodist telecast. He's got papers scattered all over the place. If he preaches at all, we're going to be here a while. It's been an honor to have him. Pastor Tony Scott, known him since I was 18 years of age. Preached for you so many times, I don't even know how many times it's been over the years. But we're on a series, or he's on a series uh, about hurt and getting healed and how to be healed with hurts, physical hurts, emotional hurts, spiritual hurts, and things of that nature. And uh, healing when you are hurt. And I want to turn him loose right now without any further delay to let him get into a practical teaching. Stay with all the teaching. You're going to learn something. So, Pastor, go ahead from here. You know, Perry, I love the story in John chapter 9 when Jesus heals the man that was born blind. Mm -hmm. And when he healed this man, his disciples had some questions. And they said, who sinned? that caused this man to be born blind? Was it his parents? Was it him? What's going on here? And, and Jesus has a remarkable reply. And he literally says, what difference does that make? <laughs> What's important here is the man was blind. I am going to heal him and the man's going to see. And that's all you need to know. He was born blind. He is blind. Forget about the why. And if you and I wow. would stop focusing on the why, why did this happen to me? Why am I hurting? Because you see, God always intended for you to be healed. Get your focus off the why of something going on in your life and get your focus on the message of healing from it. And get your focus on what God is going to do with it. Because listen to this. God never wastes anything in your life as a believer. He never wastes anything. So what does he do? He'll take anything that the enemy dishes out to you. And he will bring it around to glorify his name. So anytime you go through a trial, a storm, anytime you've been hurt, especially if you've been wounded inside. And someone has done something to you. You've suffered greatly because of it. Maybe, maybe there's been injury done uh, because of character assassination. I've had that done to me. And, and the pain is deep and it hurts really bad. But, but here's what God wants you to know. Stop focusing on why this happened. Stop looking for some kind of an answer there. Focus on what God is going to do out of it. Because He never wastes anything hmm. in your life. Whatever happens to you, God will take it and he will mold it into his will and his way for your life. And if you can get focused on that and get the why of it out of the way and get on with the, the solution. I tell my staff all the time, they'll, they'll bring issues to me and, and challenges. And I'll say, OK, now I don't want you to ever focus on that again. I want you to focus on the solution. That's exactly what God did in the book of Genesis. The enemy comes in. He tempts Eve. He tempts Adam. And they ate of the forbidden fruit and they sinned the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And after they sinned, there was a consequence for their sin. The Bible literally says, God speaking, the day you eat of that fruit, dying, you will die. The process of death will begin in your life. And that is exactly what happened. But I want you to note, God immediately went to the, the solution. He said, here is what I'm going to do. And literally the teaching of the Messiah, the teaching of the Savior begins right there in the book of Genesis. He, he, the enemy, he will bruise your heel, but you will crush his head. There's the resolution. There's the solution. We get so focused on why could this happen to me? I'm a good person. I've done all the things that are right. Why should I be wounded? Why should I be hurt? Well, why shouldn't you be? 
Wasn't Jesus wounded? Wasn't Jesus hurt? Are you better Mm. than he is? And I know sometimes that sounds cruel, and I don't mean to sound cruel, but dear God, the world is looking for those of us who know Jesus Christ to just stand up and be the servants of God he called us to be. Mm. And if you only see me after my flesh, you don't know me. You better hang around and watch me after my spirit. You better know me by the spirit if you really want to know me. If you watch my flesh, you'll find reason to (laughs) criticize me. But if you just watch long enough, you'll see my spirit man rise up and I'll be whole again and I'll be well again and I'll be healed again. And then God's word will come forth in power through me. You know, you just said something that is so true. And that is so many people want to judge ministers churches and people by their weakness. And then once people are against you, they want to keep exposing the weakness and marking the weakness and making fun of the weakness, bullying the weakness, harassing the weakness. But I want to tell you something that's interesting. If If we go back to what Jesus taught, you are to know them by their fruit, yes. which is what results are they producing yes. for the kingdom? Yes. What results are they producing? Yes. You ought to know them by their love. Hmm. Are they always retaliating? Are they always pointing people to love, forgiveness, mercy? Because with the same judgment, you judge somebody else is coming back on you. You have to know them by their works. You have to know them by their deeds. I mean, there is a whole level of things that Jesus said in the New Testament. If you want to know that they're really my disciples, you'll know them because they love one another. And if a man cannot bridle his tongue, his religion is in vain. We can go through all these verses. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a very complicated question. We've not discussed this and I want to, and I know I don't want to take you off your outline. What do you do when you're a person that has made choices and you say to you, you keep kicking yourself saying, if I'd have only done this, it would have been different. If I hadn't met them, it would have been different. If I hadn't, you know, and you just are beating yourself up all the time, wishing that you could undo something from the past. And there are many people I get emails from that tell me that that's where they're having problem is forgiving themselves for either stupidity or lack of wisdom or not listening to warnings. Okay. So I mean, this is a big deal with, this is the biggest deal I see with people. All right. So let's go to creation because I personally believe all the principles of life are in the creation. Mm-hmm. So I read Genesis all the time, especially those first three chapters. Mm-hmm. So, so we're in the creation message. And what is God doing? And, and notice this, please. The first thing that happens is the Spirit of God hovers over the face of the deep. The word hover there means to shake. It shook mm. the darkness. And then the next thing that happens is the Bible says God spoke. And this is what he said, light be. And light became, there was light. Spirit hovering over the face of the deep. Then there is speech. There is the word of God. So the spirit of God and the word of God combined to bring order out of chaos. Hmm. Anytime there is a fracturing of the spirit, anytime you are wounded inside, then in that precise moment, you've got to open yourself up for God to do his work. For God to pour into you. Now, I, I had a, a family in the church, a man in the church, a, a businessman, ran a business. His bid on some things that we were going to have done was much higher than another bid. I let them know there wasn't a lower bid, so I gave it to the other person. He got very incensed with me. 
and went out and said some awful things. And it really wounded me deeply because I'd been everything I could do to help this family I'd done. And I cried out to God and I said, why? Why did, why did this happen to me? I, I've, I've done so much for them. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Why would you let this happen to me? And he told me something that I'd never heard before. He said, the lie you believe becomes your truth, but it's not the truth. I just want you to hear this again. The lie that you believe becomes your truth, but it's not the truth. Mm. And he went on to clarify me something about truth I'd never heard. He said there are three kinds of truth. There is truth, there is untruth, and there is unrevealed truth. And the unrevealed truth, when revealed, can change your truth into an untruth. And the unrevealed truth, when revealed, can change your untruth into a truth. And I'd never heard that before. Hmm. And God walked me through that crisis and he healed my soul with those words. I I always go back to this thing of if, if you're in a court of law, you can make all the accusations you want to make. And you can go to court and you can be in front of a judge and a jury. And make all your accusations. But if you don't produce evidence, then your accusations fall flat. And what I have found in the Word of God is that the enemy's name is true. He is the accuser of the brethren. Revelation 12. Yes, and he is my enemy. Mm -hmm. So if he's the accuser of the brethren, and he is my enemy, and he accuses me, what am I supposed to do? I run to God. Mm -hmm. God is my defense. God is my Mm -hmm. protector. I just, I think sometimes that when we're in undated and we're hurt, we're really wounded, we sort of lose our equilibrium, we sort of lose our balance. Do I really believe that Jesus is my advocate? Do I believe he is my defense attorney, as the Bible says? Do I believe that God will defend me in the time when the enemy is attacking me? Yes, I do. And when you are attacked, please remember this. There is no such thing as an attack against something or someone where there is no value, where there is no treasure. Hmm. There are no guards down at McDonald's. They're down at the bank. (laughs) The treasure is at the Mm -hmm. bank. And so if the enemy has come viciously against you and he's come against me, he's come against some of my brothers in in the ministry. He's come against you. He comes Hmm. against all of us. So what are we to surmise? What are we to think about that? There's a treasure in there. There's something inside of you that the enemy does not want to be revealed. There is something God is going to give you. There is a work Mm. he's going to call you to do. And if he can knock you off balance, Mm -hmm. if he can stop you dead in your tracks, if he can hinder you, if he can interfere with you in any way to stop that word from getting out, he's going to do that. And in the midst of your pain, Mm. you've got to look to God and you've got to remember this. God is going to give you something that you've never had, whatever the enemy does to you, you just mark this down. Something is coming because that attack does not mean you're not doing something right. It means that the enemy is trying to stop you from getting to where God has positioned you strategically in his purpose and in his plan. Every attack, I believe I've learned this over the years, uh, 46 years of ministry, as I said earlier, traveling the nation. Uh, I've done traveled extensively during that time. Sometimes one time Pam and I preached, I said, Pam and I, she didn't preach. She was with me 320 days in one year and was never home. 
literally, literally. We were 16 weeks one time. I believe that everything that in my, in my past experience, Pastor, is that there are great things that are lying here that are waiting here that God would have you do here that you don't even see. Yes. Doors that are going to open that you have no idea about. And many times I've always said the God seems to let the enemy move first. It's almost like God doesn't move first to do that till you are tested by something. Mm -hmm. And then after you come through the test, that's when God releases to you. And, and I've asked, you know, uh, my wife and I've discussed this and she says, I think it's about to see, I think what a lot of the test is about is, are you going to quit? Are you going to keep going? Are you going to back up from what you've taught? Are you going to keep preaching what you've taught? So it all goes back to a lot of tests. I remember when, when Brother Floyd Lahan did a series on healing, he came down with a, a ser serious sickness yes, in Savannah. He yes. And I heard other men talk about when they started preaching pastors. I was healthy. I was completely. And when I start preaching healing, I came down with a sudden sickness and it was like the enemy was saying, okay, let's see if what you're preaching to the people is going to work for you. See, isn't that how it works? It though? is. But, but see, that's the enemy trying to abort something God is going to do. Exactly. He right. tried to abort Moses when he was a baby oh. and it did not work. Hmm. And so he's in the abortion business. Ooh, he to wants that. to abort the revelation uh -huh. that is going to be coming through you. So let's go back to creation uh -huh. again, to the creation okay. story. People say, what can I learn from the creation story? Okay. So the Bible said there was, listen to this, there was day and there was night, day one. Day, night, day two. Day, mm -hmm. night, day three. I always wondered, why does it say there was day, then night? Why does it say night, then day? It does say that. It it's does backwards. say that. Yes. <laughs> all right. To me, it is. But, but, <laughs> yeah. Then I don't understand all of that. And, and then here's what I want you to notice. A day was, was 24 hours. And so a day would begin and end in 24 hours. So here's what God is saying to you and I. I want you to learn how to live life. I want you to understand that... On Monday, Monday dies at midnight and Tuesday is born. You were only given enough sleep to live one day. You get the sleep at the night. You go live the next day. You do not get enough rest in one night to live two days. You get enough rest to live one day. Mm. And God was saying <laughs> Monday night at midnight, Monday dies. Tuesday is born. Do not, he said, carry over into today from yesterday your baggage. Today has sufficient challenges of itself. So follow the creation story. Let yesterday die. Let the attack die. Hmm. Let whatever, oh my God, let whatever word was hmm. spoken against you die because it does die, you see. And, and understand this, this is creation. You only live on a today. You never live on a yesterday. You never live on a tomorrow. You only live on a today. That's it. You get one day for one night of rest. Mm, and, and that's why when we get over in, into Ephesians 4, what does he say? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Right. I was thinking. Let that. it die at midnight. Mm. 
get up the next day, rested, clean slate. What will God say to me today? How does Praise God, God want to God. use me today to make a difference in his kingdom? And if you're carrying the baggage of yesterday and last week and last month and last year, you've sucked the energy out of today and you've yeah. sucked the life out of today. Let me just also say, uh, uh, make a comment here on something that I think that I want you to comment on as well. Um, and this is on subject, but off the subject. There tends to be with social media today, people who are, who go under the blood of Jesus in people's lives of things that's been long forgiven and yes. try to pull out under the blood what's under the blood. Which is demonic. I, mean, I believe it is. No, oh, I really no, do no, believe no, it is. No, there is no question. And then God says, when you or anyone watching me repents, I will not remember it again. If it's true repentance. But they want to pull up what God forgets. I'm sorry, mm. I do not understand the mentality of people who spend their days on blogs wanting to bring up other people's past. And I would laugh and say to myself, boy, it would be interesting if everybody knew what you did. Well, here's, what, what's the spirit? What is the what is the spirit behind it? It's all over the place uh, with social media. It really is. You know, I, I, the blood is such a powerful, powerful discussion in the yes, Bible. Yes, it is. So, so in the Old Testament, blood sacrifices, the blood of bulls and the blood of goats. Then Jesus comes in the New Testament and he is the perfect lamb. He is the perfect sacrifice. But in that Old Testament blood, when the Israelites applied the blood to the doorpost mm -hmm. and the death angel came through. Mm. If the blood was applied, he had to pass on That's by. Right. That eldest son, that firstborn mm -hmm. son did not die. That's right. If the blood was, was on applied. the doorpost. So what is he telling us? Not only is he telling us of the efficacy of the blood, the power of the blood of Jesus, but what he's also telling us, he didn't come by a second time. Hmm. He only came by one time. Hmm. When he came by one time right. and the blood was there, it was over. Your son was going to live. Oh, oh my Lord. I felt the Holy Ghost hit oh, me right Oh, listen there. to me. It was over at that moment. Seriously. It was Ooh, finished. It son. was done. The blood Never passed covered two or three it. times. Oh, no, no, no. One time. <laughs> Comes by one time. Now it's over. The Holy Lord, Spirit, the Holy Spirit has revealed this to us in the New Testament. So when Jesus died and he poured out his blood upon the cross <sighs> and he bled and he died and he <sighs> suffered and he had stripes and he had wounds and he had a pierced side. Mama. The blood cancels your sin. Wow. I don't care how great that sin is. It no longer exists. It can no longer be brought up against you. There is no testimony of your wrongs. And in Powerful. Jesus name it's done. And Pray. it only only gets Stop. covered one time. Now, when people... I'm about to get be, emotional. When people become belligerent, and it's belligerence. Yes. And they keep wanting to say, let's, let's get him, let's get him, let's pull. And they're pulling, pulling, pulling. How does God view that? Going under the blood. I do not engage in spiritual warfare like many people do. I believe that the greatest spiritual warfare of your life is when you become a righteous person. Righteousness will defeat any demonic spirit that ever comes against you mm, wow, because there is no that. evidence of your wrongdoing mm -hmm. because you are righteous. That doesn't mean Jeez. you're perfect all the time. And there are going to be people who do not ever want you to forget your past. They don't want you to forget your mistake. Mm -hmm. They want you to remember your sin, but not so in heaven, my friend. 
Because when that blood is applied, when that blood was applied to that doorpost, when Jesus poured out his blood at the cross, your sin was forgiven. Listen to me. It was canceled. It does not exist anymore. It cannot be brought up against you anymore. That demonic spirit has been defeated in your life. And the problem is forgiving yourself. Please hear me. Yes. I said to Dr. Sumrall one time concerning a notable minister who had been divorced and there were issues, major issues, but within just a matter of weeks, remarried. It was maybe a few months. And I said to Dr. Sumrall, how can this be? I I don't understand. I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, did you want him to burn? And I said, no. Why would you ask me that? He said, well, because of the way he's built. He's a young man. He has sexual desires. He needed a wife. He saw someone that he loved and he went on with his life. And I'll never forget that moment of conversation with him, but because it taught me a very powerful principle. I was looking back. Oh, and this is what Dr. Sumrall said to me. He said, the problem with many ministers, even when they fall, if they commit adultery, uh, if if they commit financial uh, sins, they fraud or whatever, he said, God's forgiveness is permanent and sure once they repent, but the person has trouble forgiving themselves. Right. I said to him, why don't ministers come back and get restored? He said, because they can't forgive themselves. Right. Always, he said, you must forgive yourself. God forgave you. You forgive yourself. It doesn't matter about anyone else. You now move on. And you need somebody, somebody 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 is listening to me right now. And the enemy has hindered you and you can't live your purpose. You need to move on. And I want to say, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Yes, sir. And it's precious and it should not be trampled upon. It should not be belligerent. It should not be abused because the Bible said you overcome Satan by what? The blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. I hate we're out of time. This is crazy because he doesn't even get hardly into his teaching and and we got to move on. But I thank Tony for being here. Now, please stay with me. This is the book and the new, uh, the, I haven't, I don't have a copy of the audio album. You got to get this. The audio album is phenomenal, but watch this and we'll be back in just a moment. And I want to thank you, pastor that all this is revelation from the word. Listen to these over and over again, glean everything you can out of. I'm going to mention the book one more time. One plus one equals one. Please go to my website, TonyScott.tv. Yeah, very good book. Pick up a copy. Amen. God bless you. We'll we'll be right back now in just a moment. My new book titled The Visions contains specific details of visions and revelations involving future, both national and international events from visions and encounters that I have recorded in my private journal. I've waited for the right prophetic season to disclose these warnings and events. God's Word states that if spiritual watchmen do not warn the people of the danger they see coming, the watchmen will be held accountable for what happens to the people. After experiencing much inner conviction in my soul, I sensed it was the right time to pen what I and others have seen. Much of this book covers warning visions explaining what is coming and how to prepare. I've divided the visions into what was, what is, and what is to come. Here are some of the subjects I will cover in the book. Learn the four different types of spiritual visions. I explain ancient oracles exposing how leaders attempted to see the future. Visions of cities burning both present and future, including New York City. 
my father's vision of a planned East Coast nuclear attack, also my recent visions concerning cremation ovens. I experienced a vision of a frightening assault on a public school that I want to share with you. I have for many years experienced tsunami visions and I've decided to release that information and include the locations that I have seen in those visions. There is a vision of a nuclear power plant that initiates a stock market crash. There's a vision of empty cities and empty streets that I believe is linked to the recent pandemic and possibly another pandemic coming. The vision of the 10 mile radius bioweapons attack on London, England. And also I've seen in three different visions, a strong earthquake impacting the Midwest, especially the St. Louis area. I also talk about the strange vision of three tornadoes that I believe cost Hillary Clinton her political future. I share a vision revealing future attacks on individual Christians and churches. I also talk about when political leaders and their administrations lose divine favor with God. I have a section where I talk about 2024 and beyond, and I've included what I believe to be an interesting historical parallel about a possible Trump second term, the coming revival through the lens of a camera. One of my favorite chapters that's going to be very helpful to you is this, 10 rules and wisdom principles for surviving and thriving at the end. The book also has important instructions for the reader to follow. When you order this new book, I'm also including my two audio CD teaching, The Battle of the Two Marks, which exposes the future mark of the beast and explains the mystery of the seal of God, both which are alluded to in the book of Revelation. Get the new book and the audio CD now for your donation of $35 or more. Ask for offer VS 141. You can order at perrystone.org or by calling toll-free 1-888-21-BREAD or mail your order to Perry Stone, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. I hope every prophetic student, intercessor, and those interested to know what is ahead will take time to order this new spiritual resource. I've written this in the fear of the Lord, but I believe it's now the time to release the messages. A remnant is now waking up and preparing. What about you? Thank you for joining me today. I trust that you've enjoyed the message and we have brand new messages coming up. We have some prophetic words coming up on Manifest in the next couple weeks. So we want you just to keep watching. Also, I wanna make you aware that the offer is one of the most significant right now offers. Uh, the new book that we've offered maybe in the history of the ministry. And here's the reason why, because the Holy Spirit began to show us things that were gonna happen in the future. We did not know this war was gonna come uh, that's taking place. And now there's so many parts of this that I said, oh my goodness, that's that chapter. Oh my goodness, that's that chapter. But I want you to see what we believe the Holy Spirit has said is going to happen in the future. And He doesn't do it to scare you. He does it to prepare you, to help you to be ready for it and to plan for it. And we talk about that in the book. So be sure and get the book today, order it today at perrystone.org about 1-888-21-BREAD, the toll-free number, and get the CD album with it as well. Get the entire offer. We want you to join us uh, every week for Manifest and also at the Perrystone YouTube channel where we post two new YouTube videos every week. God bless you. Make plans to attend the 2022 International Prophetic Summit, June 23rd through 26th at Omega Center International in Cleveland, Tennessee. Come hear the latest prophecy updates from Jonathan Kahn, Kurt Landry, Mark Biltz, Bill Cloud, and Perry Stone. This huge event kicks off Thursday night and continues all day Friday and Saturday, concluding in a doubleheader with Bill and Perry on Sunday morning. 
There is no fee to attend, but you must register online at perrystone.org, where you will also find information on hotels in the area. Seating is limited, so sign up today. Don't miss fresh insights and exciting new prophetic revelation as each speaker proves that we are living in the end of the age and headed toward a date with destiny, including the return of the Messiah. The 2022 Prophetic Summit. Register now.